Hey, Chancellor Woodson, you better keep that red light on. NC State football had themselves a red light weekend. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Happy Monday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. And if you had trouble sleeping over the weekend because of a bright glow outside your window, it was either your neighbor's Christmas lights or that big bright red bell tower over at NC State. NC State picked up four new commits to the football team. They got a lot of good news and all of it was good. We're going to start with wide receiver Wesley Grimes committed to NC State on Friday Joins us from Wake Forest. He spent the last two years out in Winston-Salem. He is a local Raleigh kid, so this is just one example of those homecomings that we were talking about on here. Kenton, what does this commitment in Wesley Grimes mean for the Wolfpack? Here's the thing. I think his floor for what we currently have in the wide receiver room is wide receiver three, maybe four on this team. I think that's his absolute floor, and he's going to be that for the next two years. And, you know, ceiling as high as wide receiver two with KC, um, you know, that is that is a, a young man that at the end of the day, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's electric. But even more so than that, very precise route runner, very sharp route runner. He knows how to get open. He knows how to – he is, he is in essence, a, a guy who, when you think of him, don't think of a guy who has like, hey – He's a burner. If he's even, he's leaving. Don't think of him as a guy that's a, a big, giant monster at receiver that, like, you throw him up all the 50-50 balls in the world. Think of him more as the guy that if it is him and a defensive back one-on-one, he is going to shake that defender free and pick up that defender's shoes and take it to the end zone with him. Think of him as a guy that if we're running a concept that's attacking a zone, he knows exactly where to sit down in that zone and make things happen from there. He, he's has a high football IQ. I like the kid a lot. I think he could be special here. Yeah, so he is 6'2", but based on the tape that I've seen, it feels like he plays a lot taller than his height that's listed there. He caught 20 passes for the Deeks this season, totaling 339 reception yards and four touchdowns. But something I repeatedly noticed in some of his tape, he has a fantastic ability to high point a football. And using that, you can really stretch out the field with KC on one side and potentially Wesley Grimes on the other. Love this addition because, again, coming into this portal season, we were going to have to add probably one to two very solid wide receivers that could come in and potentially start immediately. Wesley Grimes is absolutely one of those. So this is a big-time pickup, and as I mentioned, he's a Raleigh kid, and I love that the first commitment that NC State got in this next cycle was a homegrown kid because 
that that sort of homegrown movement is one that NC State really needs to get the ball rolling. Grimes is a perfect example here. He's very good friends with Lex Thomas on the roster, and he's also very good friends with a certain wide receiver that we've been mentioning. He's up at Ohio State. Ohio State's been having some violations, as I've been hearing, with that wide receiving room. In the words of Roddy Rich, they was hopping out in broad day. <laughs> hopping out in broad day. You can't do that. You can't do that. So there, there seems to be a little bit of a trio there. We now have two of them in the red and white NC State. Something to keep an eye on here. But And, and I'll tell you this. Although he's listed at 6'2", and yes, he does know how to high point the ball, when you think of the guy who's probably going to get the majority of the um, fade routes in the, on, near the goal line and all that, that's probably going to be Dakari Collins. But again, this it, Wesley is no this is no slouch here. This is not a guy that you're gonna look at and say he's not a viable option for that. Again, just watch him. Watch him. He's a real technician. I honestly and truly, and the closer he gets to the end zone, the better he is. That's another thing about him that's that's really special. You know, so I'm I'm interested to see how Robert and I plans on using this guy. I I'm excited about it. Yeah. I- Plenty of more shopping still to do, but this was an excellent first get to come off the board for NC State on Friday. Keep moving our way down the list here. Notre Dame center Zeke Carell also committed to NC State over this weekend. Now, Zeke Carell is an interesting one because he's a grad transfer. He will be the starting center for NC State this coming season. You can drop him right into this offensive line, and you will see immediate success for Zeke Carell. And I saw a couple of videos uh, of Marcus Freeman just talking about his work ethic, and he was just saying, you know, Zeke is one of the hardest workers I've been around. He's tough as nails. He'll be successful in anything he does. And then Zeke was also sitting in the room, and he says, my body will tap long before my mind does. That's exactly the type of mindset that you want in a center, especially one that's going to be inheriting an offensive line that made some great strides this year. They're going to need a new leader of the group with McMahon moving on. Zeke Carell is that guy. He will step in and immediately change the dynamic of this room in the best way possible. So I'm going to I'm going to read y'all a text message that I received from a host of a Notre Dame-based podcast. Um, so I see that you've stolen one of our offensive linemen from us. I mean, LOL, we're good here. That's a fair trade for the award. Um, oh my God, we're still on that. This is him. Oh my God, we're still on that. I'll have X send the trophy right now. Just give us our old lineman back and maybe throw in Concepcion with him. Too late, brother. Too late. We got him now. He's ours. That is an offensive. I, I think that people need to understand something about this young man. When you watch him play, he plays like a center. Like he plays like you want a center to play in terms of the the quickness to make those reach blocks in terms of the cerebralness to generally when he's calling out protections, there aren't too many times. And I want y'all to go back and just watch highlights from, from other teams who played Notre Dame. You tell me how many times they had a completely free or unchecked rusher. The center is very, very much so a part of making sure that doesn't happen. But more importantly than that, this young man has that grip strength and that ability to finish. That's almost like, why are you leaving Notre Dame? What's going on? But hey, I'm happy to have you. I don't, I, I don't care about the reason. I'm just happy to have you, brother. I'm happy to have you. Just saw a clip posted to Twitter from Philip Danford of IPS, and I believe it was there in their the Notre Dame Clemson game. But Corral basically pulled out to the left as the lead blocker and just completely annihilated a Clemson defender for Audric Estime to scamper up the sideline. 
if he's bringing that kind of bag with him over to Raleigh, you might see a much different run game by the looks of what we have in Corral next season. I'll tell you this much. As a former defensive lineman, I am telling y'all right now, I know that a lot of people would not understand how impressive that is. A center being a lead blocker on like a screen or something makes a little more sense. Pulling out in front of a very wide running play is insane. Running buck sweep with your center as the lead, the lead puller is unheard of. And yet Notre Dame felt the comfort with this young man to do it. There is something very special there because I just talked about his nastiness, but that's the nimbleness. That's the fleet of foot. That is, it, it separates good offensive linemen from really special ones. Yeah. This is a guy that's already been projected to eventually make it into the NFL. So Essentially, we're getting a little bit of an NFL talent to be dropped into this offensive line. Couldn't really ask for anything more at the center position for 2024. So two excellent additions in this next segment. We'll be touching on the other two after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. But it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits and LED headlights, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. That's because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we're back here about to discuss our other two commitments of the weekend. We had offensive lineman Valen Erickson joining us from Mizzou. Now, Erickson's a little bit of an interesting case because he's not gotten a whole lot of run at Mizzou, so he... Enters NC State with, I believe, three years of eligibility. But let me walk you back to some of his high school valuations. Uh, These are from 247 Sports. Quote, physical mauler of a lineman. Plays mean and finishes blocks. Drives defenders off the ball and puts an exclamation point on the end of them. Played right tackle in high school and could continue playing there in college, although he may be a good fit at guard also. Has to continue to get quicker, but has a rugged, powerful style that will make him safely a college contributor, unquote. So Erickson strikes me as a little bit of a project in that you might not see him play a whole lot in 2024, but you get him into the program, you get him under Coach 2J's wing, and he could be a serious big-time factor in this offensive line come maybe late 2024 or beginning in 2025. So I'm going to say this, and I know some people are going to be upset with me about this. If our quarterback situation doesn't turn out the way that we want to, or even if it does, right, even if we get whatever quarterback is on our wish list and and we get our guy, the reality is the best and most high percentage pass. Do you know what the most high percentage pass every quarterback has is, Grayson? A screen? A handoff. (laughs) Handoffs, Handoffs have a higher completion percentage than everything else. Why do I mention that? If we have guys who are maulers, who are physical, who are – you know, they reestablished the line of scrimmage right away. You will see how deflating that is to a team. 
Go back and look at the, the game against the boys in baby blue. Look what happened every snap offensively when we were going forward. When there was a run play, look what happens to the line of scrimmage, even on plays where we didn't gain a yard because there was just an amazing read by a linebacker or something like that. The line of scrimmage was immediately moving back. That is what I see this young man being. And he's a, he's a Midwestern guy, so I know that he's got, you know, I mean, he got a little bit of something to him, all right? Got a little something to him. You know, those guys from up north, we, you know, we, especially in the trenches, it gets treacherous in there. You need somebody that is is has that that mindset, that mauling, that that I don't care what's going on or how you do it. A lot like I uh, described Correll earlier, the guy that is like, hey, this this space here is mine, and I'm gonna move you against your will out of this space. And he seems to be that type of young man. This offensive line was in desperate need of some big old corn-fed boys, certainly getting one here in Valen Erickson. And if nothing else for 2024, he serves as a very important depth piece. You saw yeah. how important that is here in 2023 in some of the struggles you saw earlier in this season. So getting a strong prospect in Erickson who might not really contribute until later on, but getting him into the system, like I mentioned, get him under the wing of Touje, help him progress with three years of eligibility. This is a very important piece to get into NC State here. So another massive pickup. We'll round out our four commitments here with the commitment of Dante Daniels. This is a JUCO tight end joining us from Butler Community College out in Kansas. He is six foot six, and I think he's another guy that's going to bring a whole lot of tenacity to the blocking schemes here. Big fella, big fella. This is they got him listed about two sixty. That, that's about two Bowberry biscuits away from saying, "Hey, let's let's uh kick you inside one. Let's just see. Let's just get try your kick step out. Let's just see what it looks like." But in all seriousness, you know we were gonna have um some a lot of snaps to fill at the tight end position with Chris Tudor leaving, with um Trent Penix graduating, with a lot of things that we saw there. And the reality, I believe one of the Seabro twins is or yeah. one or both. One of them as of okay. now. So one of the Seabro twins is transferring out as well. So I figured like there's there's going to be a need to, to you know, kind of pick up some tight ends here um, until Gus Ritchie gets here next year, I want to say this. 2025, so, yep. Yeah, so, so 2025 uh, rather when he gets here. So with that being said, this is a really, really good pickup. This is a, a – a young man that you could see filling that niche role of being the blocking tight end and all that. And I'll tell you this, we, I talked about a lot. I talked earlier about how the offensive line was just moving the boys and baby blue around. Another thing that picked up immensely in terms of when our offense got better against the Virginia techs, against the Wake Forest and all that. If you go back and watch the tape on what Trent Penix was doing, he was not just holding his own at the point of attack. He was setting the tempo in terms of with edge players on, on hey, buddy, I know you think you're going to set this edge, but I'm going to soften it out a little bit. I'm going to make this edge real nice and soft for the back, whoever the back is, be it KC, be it Kendrick Raphael, be it whoever, they're going to have a nice soft edge to go around here. So I'm um, a big tight end like this young man that, that can do those things in, in terms of blocking should be something good here. I would certainly expect to be using Daniels a lot more in the run game for blocking purposes. If you go check out his uh, Butler Community College stats, you honestly won't find a whole lot. And so that to me tells, well, Butler was also not very good this year, but 
that to me tells me that they're really going after Daniels for his size. This massive frame is something they can immediately use to increase this blocking schemes that we had a little bit of struggles with this year. And so, and again, when you still have a guy like a juice Vereen on the roster, who is like a hybrid between a big wide receiver and a tight end, it, it just feels like they're going after like a different version of a tight end here. Maybe Vereen's a bit more athletic, can do a lot more in the pass catching game. Daniels is that beef you need up front to influence the run game. So this is another very quality pickup for NC state. Four of them in one weekend in essentially the end of just week one of portal season. We're off to a very hot start. I'm I'm very pleased with what I've seen so far. Yeah, and it's not over yet. Like, obviously, this weekend is over. But I'm, in terms of portal pickups and all that, I don't think that this is over yet by a long shot. I mean, no. the reality is there are some more holes on this roster that need to be filled. And roster management in college, you're going to see more players probably transfer out after the bowl game, whatever the case may be. It's part of the game. It's the nature of the beast now. You got to be prepared. You got to be ready. You got to have things planned. And it seems like NC State is definitely doing a great job of that. Yeah, NC State, I believe as of Monday, they're up to either 18 or 19 players that have entered the portal. Like Kenton just mentioned, it won't surprise me if you see a couple more enter after the bowl game. And again, that's no reason for panic as we're going to be doing plenty of shopping in the portal ourselves. Of course, something to continue to keep an eye on is our quarterback situation. Obviously, Grayson McCall was in Raleigh over the weekend, documented on his Instagram story. He was at Capitol Grill, so certainly hope a meal at Capitol Grill is enough to maybe persuade him one way or the other. I would expect to hear something on the front of McCall here probably very early in this week, if not maybe as you're listening to this on Monday. He then jumped down to Orlando to visit the UCF Knights after his stay in Raleigh, so... As of now, it's sounding like it's a two-horse race between NC State and UCF for the quarterback duties of Grayson McCall. Have to keep an eye on that, but whoever the quarterback will be at NC State, they got a couple more toys to play with here coming into 2024. See, if they don't land them, it's because we probably should have taken the Old City Steakhouse or Sullivan's or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no disrespect to Capitol Grill. They just don't got the goods. They can't deliver. No, I'm just messing with you. But very seriously, you're absolutely right. The trigger man is so important. The trigger man is so important. If you think that the guy who is supposed to stir the drink offensively doesn't really matter, I'd simply say this. Go watch what I said about Louisville on Locked on ACC. If Jack Plummer had had three performances where he was elite, this team is in the playoff. If he plays at an elite level against Pitt, Kentucky, and Florida State, you know, like, or not even elite. If he was just very good against those three teams, the world would be very different for Louisville. He unfortunately does not have the ability to be that guy, lo and behold. You know, you get what you get. So the quarterback position and us landing a quality quarterback, who we do think, you know, obviously best case scenario, you want to get a quarterback that you can win because of like, hey, everything is breaking down around him, but this guy's going to make you right. And one more transfer portal nugget. I'll just kind of float out here as we close this discussion on Monday. I saw that five-star quarterback out of Oregon and Ty Thompson, Ty Thompson. Yeah. has entered the portal. Now this is significant. Because NC State offered him coming out of high school. So, of course, Thompson and the NC State staff are more than likely very familiar with each other. In my opinion, I don't I don't know the likelihood of a move of that magnitude, but that one interests me because of his uh because of his remaining availability. Obviously, he spent two years out in Oregon, didn't get a whole lot of run 
So he would come with, I believe, at least two years of eligibility. He was the highest rated quarterback ever to sign at Oregon. So obviously he spent the last two years learning in a very high-paced offense. The idea of a potential five-star quarterback running in one of those offenses, joining forces with Robert and I here in Raleigh with some new pieces surrounding him, I don't know. I don't know. Just something to chew on. Sicko, but that would be a truly sicko mode moment because <laughs> the rest of the ACC would just be sick to their stomachs at that point. Like they already had the defense. Y'all let them start scoring too. Y'all let them get a QB too. Why would you do that? Up next, we're going to round out our Monday show with some shout outs from some of the best things we saw over the weekend. Second sponsor of the day is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is simply the most fun you can have winning up to 25 times your money this football and now basketball season. You just select two or more players and pick more or less on their projected stats and then place your entry with just simply a number of taps. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball using the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, you can choose LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. And if you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the Promos tab. These are entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. And of course, Prize Picks also offers the reboot policy. If one of your entries gets injured in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So head on over to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Closing our Monday show with some shout outs from some of the stuff we saw over the weekend. We each have two of them. I'll start with mine. My first one. Can we say anything else about the guy, Peyton Wilson? Peyton Wilson won the Chuck Bednarik Award on Friday evening. This is the nation's best defender that's voted on by the Maxwell Football Club. So I guess you could say this one is a little bit more prestigious than the Nagurski Award that Peyton came up narrowly shy in that one. But winning this award on Friday, Peyton Wilson obviously is now the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He won the Dick Buckus Award, the best linebacker in the nation. Now he's won the Chuck Bednarik Award, the best defender in the nation. He's going to be a consensus soon, if he's not already by the time Monday rolls around here. First team All-American. He's already listed, I think, in six different uh, six different voting platforms of that, first team All-American. He's going to be consensus first team All-American. He has completely changed the dynamic of NC State football. We've said it a million times already. You need to put 11 up on the facade of Carter-Finley Stadium. There's no more reason to wait around any longer. Do it as soon as you can. He deserves every bit of praise for the impact he's put on the football program and for him to narrowly miss sweeping all the defensive awards this award season. Nothing short of incredible. So shout out to Peyton Wilson. You are an absolute legend here at NC State. Can't say enough about you. My second shout out here. Long snapper Joe Shimko, he won the Patrick Manley Award over the weekend for the nation's best long snapper. So this one may fly under the radar for a lot of folks, 
So I wanted to make sure that Joe gets his shine here. Through Joe Shimko's entire career at NC State, buckle up for this one, not a single bad snap. Zero. Goose egg. Not one. That's an unruly boy. That not is one different. Pound. So Joe yeah. Shimko is your 2023 best long snapper in the nation. Shout out to Joe Shimko. Well, you know, I got to give some love to the ladies out here. I got to give some love to the women because, you know, in, in the words of, of one Ice Cube, they got her on court. Now the flame is in trouble. In her first start ever, messed around and got a triple-double. Hey. Miss Zoe Brooks, come on down. I mean, what, what more can you say about this young woman? We talk about how the freshmen are not just a part of this team. They are in many aspects – being very relevant contributors to this team. And then you look at a game like this where Zoe allegedly was not told until hours before the game or basically warm-ups, I believe, uh, hey, you're going to be the star today. And what did she do in her first start ever? Put up the second triple-double in school history. Come on now. But not only does she put up the second double-double in school history, she goes... 14, 12, and 10. Oh, by the way, two blocks, three steals on top of it. Come on now. Zoe, let's talk about it, okay? Because Zoe is putting on the clinic every time she steps on that court. It should be Zoe one-on-one. As in, she is teaching and schooling all these other young women on how to get it done. But I gotta I gotta show some love to one of her teammates, Gracie. You mind if I do that for a second? Go for it. You mind if I do that? Now, Miss Mimi Collins. We talked about what her potential impact could be last year, and she has turned it up a notch. She has ratcheted that thing up a notch from what she was last year. I'm going to compare everything that she's doing this year to what she did last year. Oh, and by the way, even with that comparison, I still have to talk about the fact that in today's game, another double-double leads the team in that category, 15 points, 10 rebounds in this game. So. Let's oh two or three from deep as well. So let's talk about Mimi Collins for a second. Last year she averaged just under seven points per game. This year she's a hair under 10. Last year she had five blocks all season, which was something that I needed. I needed to see better this year. You're six foot three on a women's basketball team. You need to have more than five blocks an entire season. She has five already this year. Come on now. Come. Last year, Mimi Collins was averaging four rebounds a game. What's she doing this year? Oh, nothing, nothing heavy. Just a, a very slight 6.6, you know, rounds up to seven, whatever you want to do there. And here's the biggest one for me. One of the things I talked about with Mimi Collins was having a stretch four, having a four that could, you know, kind of open up the offense a little bit. And last year, she struggled mightily from deep. Let's just be honest about it. 23% hit nine three-pointers all last year. She surpassed that already, 11 three-pointers already this year. Grayson, this young woman has more than doubled her three-point field goal percentage from last year. Last year, 23% through right now in this season, 50%. Mimi has been a pivotal piece of this team going undefeated so far, beating as many ranked and top, I believe, two top three teams already this season. She is a massive reason as a part of why. Shout out to Zoe Brooks 
and Mimi Collins and all of the women's basketball team because they all cooking. They all doing their thing. When you think it's all Sonia Rivers, oh, she can't play this game. What happens? Boom. Everybody else steps up and gets a little better. What a time to be a member of Wolfpack Nation. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe just shout out the entire women's basketball team starting out 10-0 again. ACC play is creeping up here, but getting off to a 10-0 start when not many people believe that they could do such a thing, nothing short of an amazing accomplishment so far. That'll do it for us here on Monday. As always, thank you all so very much for the support. Be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. Tell us what you think about our four football commitments over the weekend. Tell us what you think about Peyton Wilson receiving the Benaric Award. Tell us what you think about the NC State women's basketball team getting off to a 10-0 start. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their neighbor's mailman who goes to the goes to the Publix down the street. When he checks out, tell them that we said, Go Pack, and subscribe to this podcast. Go Pack.